0: It with audio. I was like, we're gonna be all professional tonight,
1: and I didn't have any audio, so here we are. Uh, okay, so welcome back to The Great American Witch. We took a week off, so I, um, I'm glad we're back. It's been a while. Uh, we are on session seven of The Great American Witch, uh, which is probably the session after the halfway point, so you know, things might heat up tonight. Um, if you want to catch up on the past episodes, go to happyjacks.org, Great American Witch. And to find all of the shows on Happy Jacks, uh, go to happyjacks.org slash shows. I'm Christopher Gray. i the game's guide and creator. Um, I actually have a couple of announcements tonight I'm pretty excited to talk about. First off, uh, we will finally have a copy of The Great American Witch for you as soon as September. Uh, we're launching a short two-week uh, Kickstarter campaign on August 10th. And it's really just to recoup costs because the uh, idea with, uh, was with uh, Gallant Knight that we just want to get it out and get it in your hands. It's ready to go. Uh, so that's going to be done over a two week period starting on Monday, August 10th. And um, and then we're going to f- fund it real quick and then send it to you as soon as we can. So uh, hope to see you there. Also, I wanted to point you out to a, uh, a cause that I'm helping out with. Um, I think some of you might watch the RPG Academy maybe, or listen to. Um, it's a really interesting podcast. They have uh, a lot of actual plays and stuff. But uh, one of the uh, the people there, Caleb G., is doing a fundraiser for, for uh, Pelotonia, which is a cancer research organization. And um, he's selling off raffles. And if you win one of those raffles, you can get a session run by me. So if that sounds interesting to you, go check out the Caleb G. on Twitter. And there's all of the information there. So, uh, I think that's enough about me. I feel like we've been talking a lot about me. Why don't we talk about some of our some of our players? Who wants to go first? I think we usually start with Emily.
2: Sure. Hi, I'm uh, Emily Vanderwerf. I play Abigail Hawks, uh, who is of the craft of Hecate, which means she can see ghosts and talk to dead people and stuff. Regular Haley Joel Osment. Um, And I apologize for the fact that I will be eating, but I'll be muting my mic while I do that because I'm a professional podcaster and know what I'm doing.
1: Thank you. I would like to add that I am having coffee and chicory. From Cafe Dumont, which is a cafe in New Orleans, Louisiana, and um, that may or may not have to do with events that are going to happen tonight. Jim, you want to take it?
3: Uh, sure. Uh, my name is Jim, and I'll be playing Cabe, who is a uh, practitioner of the art of Hecate. And I'm sorry, not Hecate, but um, uh, which we'll call it. Where is it? Why am I lost? Uh, What game is this? Back off my craft.
2: Back off my craft.
3: Terra. Craft of Terra. I just, all of my documents went away from my screen. Um, And I am the local lawyer and keeper of the peace and maintainer of the balance.
1: At the end of the day, uh, the crafts all become one. To be a member of the seven, you have to have mastered all of the crafts. That might be related to tonight as well. Joe.
0: Hi, hi. Uh, I'm Joe, and I will be playing Albert. Uh, Albert is the craft of the spider grandmother. He um, can see the future. He can divine things, and um, he might destroy cities if, uh, you know, if, if necessary. He, he might have to pull that out. But it's all good. It's all good. Don't worry. We're fine. He's mean on the dance floor too, right? He is. <laughs> yes. He cuts a rug.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Matt can't make it tonight. She's in the middle of moving and all kinds of things, uh, but we will have her back on the next session. Um, Mel actually uh, is in an interesting place. So it's actually, it, it's not a bad time for her Mac to take a week off. Um, she has some issues to deal with. If we recall on the last session, Many, many weeks ago, uh, the foster mother that she had accidentally turned into a vampire came to attack, try to destroy her and Albert, who happened to be there. Um, And while the conflict was resolved, I think there's some more going on with that. So I think Mel needs to be off handling that situation. Uh, In the meantime, the reason Albert was the only one there was because the rest of our intrepid coven had decided to go off to to New Orleans. Uh, I don't remember why to drink some hurricanes and eat beignets. I can't remember why. Oh, right. Because uh, they have to talk to the seven who will be um, hopefully helping with the situation that's coming. Because as we remember, the winter solstice is coming, which is aligning with the uh, solar eclipse. And that's going to create a lot of problems. There is apparently a rebel coven of the storm that is trying to use all of the power to, uh, bring an ancient Celtic goddess of destruction into the material world in order to create, uh, uh their agenda, which is to destroy the society as we know it. Um, and the reason they can do this is because there happens to be a descendant of the Ravens that, um, that will make this all possible. And that's Raven, who is our teenager, who we have rescued and brought to safety in the coven. So that's a quick recap. I think covers almost everything. Um, One thing that I am not clear about was uh, what exactly um, the room service order looked like for um, Abigail as she discovered new Orleans for the first time.
2: Yeah. So, um, First, got to start with just a big bowl of gumbo. Um, you get through that. I think you want a couple beignets to have a little sweet something. Then you're going to go on some andouille sausage prepared, you know, in nice like duck fat or something. Um, probably then you want to have some like nice thick potato wedges, um, you know, that every, everywhere you can get great potatoes, but in New Orleans. And then I think you're going to roll off with like, Boy, I don't know. This is not a New Orleans, but it sounds real good to me right now. A nice waffle with ice cream and powdered sugar. I think I think that was Abigail's menu that, that night.
1: Yeah, so the the Richelieu is serving up the tourists. Um this is the hotel that you're all staying in now. You met Clara who is one of the seven. And you know about um uh Lola who I think there's suspicions that maybe she's in it with this rebel crew but i don't know that that's been verified uh so why don't we take it with a uh, a quick montage so we can introduce yourselves what you're doing this is the morning after you've arrived in new orleans uh this is the morning after albert had to deal with uh an invading vampire uh and and the damage that that caused like that vampire threw you like through a support beam cracked the linoleum in the kitchen maybe hurt your shoulder i don't know
0: yeah we don't have yep.
1: harm in this game so i guess you know whatever that means <laughs>
0: I've taken some conditions. <laughs> right.
1: So uh, why don't we uh, do a, a, a quick montage and introduce your characters? Who wants to go first?
3: I can't even rem- I'm going to New Orleans with everybody, or, is- or am I staying home? I can't even remember.
1: Yeah, you're in New Orleans at the Ruchelieu. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. You're well, on you your way got way you're on your own room, room. because you, you came into some money. Yeah. Yes. By way of magic.
3: That's a fancy way to come buy some money. I need to figure out how to do that in real life. <laughs> I could do some.
2: Um, I remember where I was, so I can start. Um, yeah. Uh, Abigail, it's uh, like seven thirty in the morning and Abigail hasn't slept. Um, she's been up all night uh, texting with her ex fiance fiance. It's all a little unclear. Uh, Megan. Um, And it's the first time they've really been honest with each other, um, both about Abigail and about um, Megan's sister, Jocelyn, who was trans and died closeted. Um, So it kind of starts as a conversation about Jocelyn, turns into a conversation about Abigail. And before you know it, it's 7.30 in the morning.
1: So you've been up all night. You look and feel your best.
2: Oh, Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, I I, I get more room service, um, get some coffee, ready to go. I'm ready to go.
1: Awesome. And what was, um, uh, uh, oh, man, see, it's been so long. I'm trying to, I started forgetting character names. I feel terrible. Um, Oh, what is Jim's character's name? I don't know. Cabe. I wanted to say Cole. I'm like, that's not right. All right. Uh, so, Cabe, what's Cabe doing then this morning?
3: Um, I think Cabe actually took advantage of the fact that he is in one of the most wonderful cities in the world. And uh, got up early, dressed himself in a nice white linen suit, and uh, walked out to Café de Mont. Mm-hmm. And actually had some beignets and some chicory coffee for breakfast. And just sort of people-watched uh, in the French Quarter. This is a pretty good time of year to be there. First week of December,
1: you know, crowds aren't very thick. You know, you could actually get a seat at the table.
3: Yeah. And and I'm just sort of sitting there with my coffee and I have, uh, you know, uh, a local paper and I'm just sort of like relaxing and enjoying the sights and sounds. I, I figure I'm sitting at a nice little table and there's, um, some, uh, some musicians playing some jazz, uh, not too far away where it's not so loud, but it's, it's just the right uh, ambiance. And you just see K just put down the cup of coffee, put down the, the, uh, the newspaper and just close his eyes and take a deep breath and just takes it all in and sort of between the music and the beautiful architecture and the coffee and the food. uh, He basically just is uh, yeah. All of this pain and all of this, hardship and all of this anger is all worth it to preserve because this is pretty freaking wonderful and say- he just sort of like lives in the moment
1: would you say all the pain has been dissolved into a sea of powdered sugar and- yeah yeah exactly sounds nice uh albert which i can remember because you put the name tag up thank you
0: uh what's happening um, this morning after yeah that so albert is just kind of putting things together, making sure the the other guests at the at the home are not have not been overly disturbed and they're okay. Um well, and he's just kind of control. surveying are
1: there other guests?
0: I I I kind of like the idea that there are always like maybe one or two just transients and people just needing a place to crash. Um so there's there's always that there. Um But I'm seeing, I see Albert right now kind of surveying the house and the damage done. And he's on his new cell phone, his smartphone. And he's typing in, please Google building supplies. Thank you. And there's just strings and strings of him doing these kinds of searches on his phone. And then eventually he realizes that he's able to download programs. He doesn't call them apps. He calls them programs. And he's now installing Uber and all of the stuff and he he might go on some adventure today to get some building supplies because he doesn't drive. All right. So well, that's how we start. Um
1: so Clara uh comes to pick you up uh those of you in New Orleans. This is a um I think at this point we're going to call it a, a, a momentum um, because I do want to retain narrative control, but I don't know that this is going to necessarily yield conflicts. Uh, so she uh, she comes to to pick you up, uh, and I'll—I mean, uh, I think by this point I'm assuming that Cabe has gone back to the hotel after the beignets. Oh yeah. So um, she comes probably. Round about nine in the morning, which for New Orleans is early uh and you know she comes into the the lobby of the Richelieu uh she's sort of young i mean for uh especially for a member of the seven, she seems very young i mean she can't be more than thirty uh and she's you know this young black woman nicely dressed but not overdressed definitely a local. Uh, and she's uh, and she sort of waits in the lobby. And um, it, uh, when she arrives, though, you can both feel that she is here. There's no message sent, but there's sort of a "oh, I, I feel her." And you you remember having met her last night. That she has a very large presence. And she's back, patiently waiting.
3: Huh. Uh. Did we lose audio?
1: No,
3: no, no. Um,
2: I'm just thinking. I would uh, not. I'm. I'm gonna hang back a little bit, even though I was invited here. I was invited to come to New Orleans. I think everybody sees in me that I could be one of the seven someday. But I'm playing it cool. I'm really just hanging back.
1: What about Cave? Is Is he gonna go down or? Yeah, I'll go down and greet. Okay.
2: She oh, I'm going to follow Cape. I'm going to follow Cave. Yeah,
1: she stands up. Pleased to meet you. Um, points to uh, your shirt. Yeah, some powdered sugar.
3: Oh. over. how untidy of me! I'm so sorry. But the treat—the treats here are hard to uh, pass up.
1: I had hoped to take you to Cafe DuMont Is two trips
3: in a, in a morning too much?
2: No, not at all.
3: As, as my papa used to tell me, the only thing better than a crawfish dinner is two crawfish dinners. Well, we're not at crawfish hour yet, but I do think we could
1: settle for some beignets. Lovely. Yes, please. Very good. Uh, why don't we walk? Of course, uh, that's the best way to get around here other than the the trolley and Richelieu's not all that far from cafe du mon so you get to walk through the lower french quarter and go up bourbon street the whole thing
2: the uh, sun is very hard for me to to be staring into but i'm making it work
1: it's a clear day um there isn't a whole lot of chill in the air even at this time of year but it's nice pleasant um Uh, You can see St. Louis Cathedral off in the corner. You can see uh, all of the landmarks sort of as you're going through. Uh, Café du Monde is a sort of open cafe, sort of, um, kind of partially covered. Uh, It's busier than it was when Cave was there earlier, but it's not that busy. And uh, she finds an empty table. Now, tables sit three, but, you know, she kind of brings some other tables close in so that there's more room for more people, even though it's just the three of you.
3: Well, I I go in and make sure that uh I pull out the chairs for the ladies and uh seat myself after that. Thank just you, all Claire. smiles and happy.
2: Thank you. That's very sweet. Very gentlemanly of you. Well when in Rome. Mm.
3: Well when in Rome.
2: <laughs> um, I'm just gonna like start asking Clara about like tourist stuff I should see while I'm here. I'm just like I don't travel a lot. Um, so, you know, if you have any recommendations, like I should see before we go, just please let me know.
1: Uh, you should definitely take the cemetery tour, but don't go unless you're on a tour. It can be a little dangerous up there.
3: Mm.
1: I do recommend that you go to Lafitte's. Uh, which is oh, yes. the oldest bar in America. Ooh. Mm. I think maybe the, uh, Alligator tour is always fun if you want to get out of town a bit.
3: Also want to visit some of the voodoo stores around here.
1: Oh, sure. And there's some real magic in them, too. Uh, many of them don't even realize they're witches. We have a cool. lot of is witches. Uh, it's very vibrant for our community, very safe for us here.
3: Well, I can see why we've chosen this as a capital of sorts.
1: Well, in the time, we didn't really have a choice. Uh, our ancestors were fleeing the uh, witch trials. And the uh, French colony was one of the only safe places that they could go away from
3: the Puritans.
1: And we just never really left. Well,
3: uh, practicality states that you uh, stick with what works, right?
1: Sure. And we do have our problems, of course. But uh, it is a sanctuary, I think.
3: We have plenty of those, but I don't want to speak on that in this particular venue. I just uh, wish to enjoy myself for a while.
2: (laughs) Well,
1: uh, time is of the essence. And when she says that, uh, things sort of slow down around you. And you feel a waft of magic washing over you. This is something that you probably have never experienced before. Um, the uh. waiter has just brought the beignets, and as he is turning around, sort of slow motion begins to walk away. Everything sort of slows to a crawl, except for the three of you, Have you had beignets.
3: Yeah, that'll do.
1: Maybe a little bit of privacy.
3: Mighty kind of you. I appreciate it. It's is this because I didn't? But it's very, very slow.
2: Is this because I didn't sleep last night? Is everybody seeing this?
3: Just drink some more coffee. You'll be fine. Okay. Well, we don't
1: usually sanction non-sanction magic, but in New Orleans, sometimes we have a little bit more leeway.
3: Well, have has anyone spoken to you about what we've already stated as our current situation, or do you need a briefing from the beginning?
1: No, I'm... Um, Did some divination, so I think I'm caught up. So are the rest of the seven.
3: That's fabulous.
1: And at that point, uh, trickling one by one, but at normal speed, contrast to everybody else, are five more people. Uh, I don't know how associated Cabe is with the seven. If, if he's associated at all, he would recognize them, uh, but even if he doesn't, uh, both of you would definitely feel their presence.
3: Well, I think that I would keep myself educated enough to be able to recognize them and know a little of them. Whether I actually know them or not, I doubt uh, or have any real interactions, but um, I, I, I do believe that I probably would at least be educated as to who they are and what they do, at the very least.
1: Yeah, so then you recognize them. I mean, to anybody else, they would just be regular New Orleans people. Um, but you can both recognize, you can sense the power and cave might even recognize some faces. There's, um, uh, it's kind of an older guy who, uh, an older black guy that's wearing, you know, very simple clothing. Um, looks like he might be a street busker of some sort. Um, he, he's coming in. There's a, um, there's a woman that could pass for a politician, but like a young, vibrant, time-changing kind of politician. And um, there's kind of a big, heavy white guy who you would see probably at any bar in New Orleans. Um, There's also a, uh, uh, I would say, a homely older woman. Looks like some sort of an academic. But as you're doing the math in your head, you see that Lola is not there. Just by their presence, you can identify, well, obviously, since they're moving at the same speed, and they're also very powerful in their presence, it must be the seven. But there is one missing. And they kind of just kind of clumb in. Oh, and there's one more. There's a, there's a, a woman that is uh, completely decked out, and she's a dancer, so very revealing. Um, probably on the queen side more than on the uh, other side. Uh, And they're they're just sort of kind of coming in, but they're not exactly engaging with you. They're just sort of walking in saying, okay, we're here now. We've been summoned. Here we are. There's not um, a, oh, let's have some beignets. They're like, what's going on?
3: Okay. Um, Well, I'm just going to sit and basically I'll stand when everybody comes down to sit and I'll greet them and uh, uh, kiss, shake hands, whatever, um, and introduce myself um, and introduce um, Abigail.
2: Hi, Abigail. Um, Abigail is very acutely aware that she feels like she's like the seven-year-old that's been invited to sit at the adults' table. So she's just like sitting by the sitting aside quietly just kind of watching what's happening, but I think also scanning the restaurant to see if there's anything amiss or see if she can spot any spirits who might give her some clues.
1: Okay, do you want to do, do an awareness or are you going to do an outright divination?
2: Um, I'm going to just do an awareness for now. Okay. Remind me what that is. That oh, I is, didn't say what aspect I'm in.
1: That's true. You do need to know that um awareness is wisdom
2: yeah i think um yeah i think that i'm i'm gonna be um god it feels you know it's early morning i didn't sleep i'm probably in crone it's really (laughs) it's really too bad
1: Um, (laughs) but you're being honest so i appreciate that yeah
2: um and just you know how it is all right so awareness plus wisdom um
1: uh, you're confronting I'm gonna call it coven meet uh, which is sort of like the uh, all of the seven are together
2: well I got an eleven so okay. excellent yeah
1: well uh the sorry I knocked my headphones out uh okay what you do pick up on is that they are on high alert every one of them are battle ready mm. Um, The mundanes are in a completely different time frame altogether. Like, this is all happening faster than a a fly swatting its wings. This is happening extremely fast for them. So they don't even see this going on. Uh, You're moving faster than light. And that's what your awareness tells you. Also, they are ready to throw down. There's some serious things going on. And they are um, definitely battle ready.
2: I'm going to uh, subdue
1: this conflict. still on the table.
2: I'm going to nudge Cabe and like text him under the table. Uh, yo, seems bad.
3: I smile at her and nod. Well, uh, it, once everybody is set down and settled, I go, it's very fine of you to uh, meet with us on such short notice. Thank you so much.
1: I, um, Carlos says, I will uh, speak for the coven and say that we are extremely concerned with what is happening in Salem. We are doubly concerned that we've lost contact with Lola during the night.
3: Hmm. I Far be it for me to speak ill about anyone, especially uh, when they're not present. I usually like being very direct. But uh, we've had some suspicions about her being involved with this plot in some way, shape, or form. Her behavior before was, uh, let's just say, aloof and sort of uh, aggressive with no other purpose. We just had some feelings
2: did invite me down here so that was nice
1: yes I'm not sure that she expected you to come
2: well like like it's kind of like every witch has to come here right like it's like you know having to like visit Key West before you can graduate from college right
3: despite that be careful what you witch for see
2: this guy (laughs)
3: Nonetheless, the invitation was made. It was very gracious at that point. Seeing that we uh, do not wish to uh, resolve problems that are technically over our heads, we decided once we've actually gathered the information to come speak to you, especially since the upcoming gathering is going to be at our domicile.
1: Well, I think we've all divined to see what is possible during this gathering. And we are far too late in the calendar to call it off. And even if we did, that wouldn't change the objective of the storm coven. Agreed. Where is Albert?
3: Uh, he is at home.
1: Albert, you're suddenly standing in an open cafe. There are beignets on the table and a bunch of mandanes uh, walking kind of in extremely slow motion except for the witches that are present, that seem to be moving normally. Again, we don't usually use unsanctioned magic, but I think we can make an exception. Hello, Albert, we are the Seven.
0: Yes, of course. Um, hello. I was Albert, not you ha- aware that I would be needed here. I
1: imagine how Albert, like, with a hammer in his hand, as he was trying to fix something... <laughs>
0: Right, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Albert,
2: you have to try these. They're called beignets. They are so good.
3: They are indeed. Yep. Have a seat. And actually, I think it's probably a wise idea, especially since you're the one that has uh, familial involvements in this.
0: Albert kind of shifts uncomfortably. Uh, He visibly... Well, he's a bit disoriented just kind of being bamped over here, but then he's like he doesn't want to be here right now. It's also um, extremely humid compared to Indiana. It's Right. Kind and of warm. he's <laughs> he's not dressed properly and and then he's looking he's and he's trying to cancel his Uber and he's trying to figure all of this this stuff out and um he's just very distracted. He's but he's physically present and and seated with everyone.
1: Cafe LA.
0: Uh, water will be just fine. Thank you.
1: Oh, well, I'm afraid that's all we have because everybody's moving rather slowly.
0: Of course, yes. Uh, Whatever is convenient.
1: The older busker man kind of stands up and sizes you up. Your mother's a real pain in the ass. If you don't mind me
0: saying. Frankly, I'm relieved that I'm not the only one that has that opinion of her.
1: Carlos says, Samson, I'm the voice. We Gustus," And so he backs off.
0: I give him a little nod. Did you
1: know that your mother was in New Orleans?
0: I knew that my mother survived our last encounter many years ago. I knew that she would not stop beyond that. I did not know where she kept herself and I made it my focus that she not discover my fate either.
1: She has. Are you sure you don't want a beignet?
0: Albert's just going to take what's being offered. And, um, and then he's he takes, you know, a sampling and then he's just shocked for a moment at how Amazing it is, and um, yeah, he's 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 gonna <laughs> he's gonna enjoy the the beignet. Um, but then he snaps back, and uh, I many years ago tried reaching out. Can I have more? Thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> many years I I tried to warn all of you the only one that would take my audience was Lola. And every attempt I made to warn of my mother and her intent, of her potential, was met with more excuses, more cold shoulder. And for many years, I thought she spoke for all of you. You
1: are choosing to turn the situation around on the seven
0: no i'm ju- I'm honestly sharing like for many years, I thought Lola spoke for all of you like this is new to me like why am I here? I thought you guys all decided
3: uh, you have to understand we are somewhat secluded and a little bit antisocial and we don't generally deal with uh, our greater organization. So our knowledge of the, of these things is somewhat limited. uh, When we were confronted with someone of the seven, we simply assumed that she carried the full authority of the seven regardless and just treated her accordingly. And that's pretty much it.
1: Carla looks up and the heavy white guy walks over. She whispers something in his ear. And then he walks back with a satisfied nod. Could you find your mother if you had to? Yes.
0: Please do. What would be the next step, assuming that I can find her?
1: Al will take care of it.
0: Forgive my impertinence, but am I to understand that Lola did not communicate with the rest of you what I've been trying to tell her all these years?
1: Lola has not.
0: Albert's going to sit stunned for a while.
3: Albert. These are, uh, look, I'm never going to spe- speak ill of anyone's kin, nor am I going to wish ill on anyone's kin. That's uh, not really the way we, I do things, but we are faced with a situation that must be dealt with. And simply dealing with the zealotry that we are confronted with, there may be little options in our methodology for being able to resolve this. What are your feelings on that, personally?
0: Albert remained silent.
1: We have the means to revoke her power. We just need to know where she is.
3: Albert, so much is at stake here, and. I know this is a difficult time for you, but all I can do is encourage you to do the right thing and to act in the best
0: benefit of everyone involved. And that's all I'll say about it. No, that that will never be in doubt. I just wish I had not wasted so many decades. This ends. I'll do whatever I must. Then let's get to it. Promise me that you'll do right this time. End it for good. Take her seriously.
1: I'll uh, take your condescending tone tone in stride. But I want you to understand something. We are the seven. We handle things that nobody else can handle.
0: I apologize. I am not myself at the moment. I'm still struggling to determine what that even means. I forget myself. Forgive me. You have my obedience.
1: There's um, a sudden tremor. If you were in the mundane world, it would have felt like a jolt. But because time seems to have slowed down for you, it's more of a
0: roll. Mm.
1: And a crack begins appearing on the floor of the Café du Monde. And we are moving into a menace. The crack is like the concrete floor splitting. And it's sort of snaking slowly underneath the table. When you see that, what does your aspect do?
3: Uh, guess I'll go into Chrome. Or, you know what? No, starting in this whole thing, I was in Mother. So I'm going to say I'm in Mother.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm going to shift to Mother. I think that's my... I think that's where I am when I'm suddenly alert.
0: Uh, I'm shifting into Crone.
1: There's um, a familiar energy behind it. And uh, it's magic that you've cast before. I'm talking to Albert.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But... It is coming with such a force, it's almost incomprehensible. It's almost like a tidal wave is coming, but it's coming at an extremely slow pace. Mm. And you've never witnessed this kind of power before. Uh, I doubt that anybody has. Maybe Cabe. I don't know. We don't really know his whole story necessarily, but... Certainly the seven are alert. Well, the six. Let's call them the six. <laughs> uh, 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 Carla immediately jumps to her feet and is looking down. The others are sort of backing up. And the crack is just expanding and now splintering.
0: Um, I'm going to do what I can to counter it. Um, I know this. I know this magic. Do, am I correct in suspecting that this is my mother? Or do I not know it feels like something she would based do. On it the seems signature. way
1: too powerful for her.
0: Yeah. But it's the right okay.
1: flavor. It's like, you know, somebody put vodka in the Mountain Dew, you know?
0: Right. This, was, this is her style. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to do everything I can to counter it. Uh, um, so I have nothing of the natural world can harm the subject. I'm, I'll say, like, the subject is... Um, just our vicinity our environment um, okay
1: yeah all right that might work for your immediate vicinity so let's see what happens uh you're confronting okay. a um crack on the floor i tried moving over to the tabletop but something's not working technically so the audience will have to view it in I their minds, okay. I suppose.
0: <laughs> play along at home <laughs> um shall i roll for that yes and this is at uh woe or Uh, you're in
1: a minute so that that means that all magic but the but your aspect is at woe.
0: okay cool good not great i have a four okay all
1: right so um well first of all what does it look like when you cast a spell what is it what's going on
0: so with albert all of his spells are like very very subtle but um in this instance, oh, Albert is, um, he's lowering himself down as if to, like, physically ground himself and try to contain the tremors. And he just keeps seeing in his mind uh, the tremors reducing and forming back together, like, literally trying to counter everything that he's seeing. Um, and he's spinning all of this through his connection with the spider grandmother, just basically seeing every instance of this being countered in his mind and holding that intent, but he's not doing too well.
1: So, uh, when he kind of like takes it up in his mind, it, the force just goes through like a fire hose and mm. snaps some of Albert's ribs, maybe or more. It's coming, it's coming inside that the force is expelling. Okay. And, and okay. Albert's stumbling to the ground. Uh, the other witches are standing up and they're, they're trying to weave and they're looking around confused and the, you see Carla gets flipped back, smashes the table, beignets, powder, sugar everywhere. And now, I mean, this is a serious threat. One of the seven just got knocked down. Floor is splintering, cracking and beginning to cave in. Uh,
2: Chris? Yeah. Are there any statues around here i don't know new orleans well enough
1: uh i've been to cafe du Monde a number of times i can't think of where they're but there might be something like well what are you looking for there might be like a, have, a water fountain or something
2: i have a spell that will let me return a spirit to its body and new orleans is full of ghosts but not so full of bodies i want to see if i can put a spirit and a statue to do some fighting oh, stuff
1: you want to make like a golem yeah um I, I think we might need to stretch uh, the city a bit, but I, I imagine that there would be like a, a water fountain with a, yeah. a, a statue of mm. um, I don't know. This is Catholic territory, so maybe one like maybe like a maybe it's like one of those like baby a angels.
0: Oh yeah, like a cherub,
1: cherub. Thank you.
2: Oh yeah, it's a, the, I'm just going to say the angel Michael is. Oh, a, yeah, we can do There's that. a statue. Sure. Yeah, the angel yeah. Michael. Nearby church. <clears> yeah.
1: Okay. Um, you can confront the same conflict, crack on the floor, because it's what you're going after, right? Yes.
2: Um, all right. This is also a spell, so uh, that is an that is a nine.
1: Okay. So uh, you're able to um, locate something that you need a vessel. What spirit mm-hmm. are you putting into it?
2: Um, there's a spirit.
1: Thank
2: you for following uh, there's a spirit so sort of. Being able to be- there's like a second story here. I'm just making this up. I've never been to this place. There's like <laughs> a second story here. And like in the window, I can see the spirit of a woman who looks out toward where, you know, the sea would be, um, and I just sort of intuitively know that she's like the wife of a, of a captain who uh, was waiting for her husband to come home and he died at sea because of pirates. And I just intuitively know all of this stuff. And <clears throat> she looks like angry. She looks like she's just like angry at having been here so long. So I just kind of like create a path. I like extend a hand in her general direction and she can feel it. And she like takes... <coughs> excuse me she like takes my hand and sort of flows through me and then i direct her toward the statue which is at a, a church just down the street uh and i think that then this statue sort of slowly shakes itself and um comes to life okay um
1: well, we'll say it's across the street okay uh for a number of reasons but it'll work if it's across the street yeah. Uh Chief of Witches you rolled a nine. So uh the, the the statue's inhabited and this is a statue of Michael so it has the sword wings kinda of cracking into life and begins walking down the steps and coming out onto the street. But the problem is that while the statue can move at witch speed, it is still moving very slowly. So mm-hmm. in other words, mundane is still moving almost infinitesimal rates around. Like there's a car going, but it's like like that. Michael's walking, but he's still just a statue. And it's gonna take a moment for him to get there. Okay. In the meantime, you've uh you've subdued the crack. That doesn't mean the crack has stopped. In fact it's turning into more of a pit. And it looks like the foundation of Cafe du Monde is actually collapsing beneath um, and you are at the epicenter of it, all of you.
3: What's next? Mm. Guess I'll try doing something cool. Um, okay, so I'm going to spend a point to go into crown. Oh, no, wait, because rolls are basically... Oh, yeah, because I'd have do to that. do that because... Yeah, because then my rolls would be at disadvantage if I didn't. Right. Right, okay. You want to use a crone spill, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I will do that, and then what I do is I take up a little pocket watch and then just go, wow, that's moving real slow. Plenty of time. Put it back, walk over to where there's a dustpan and broom. I grab the broom, and I sort of start sweeping up around the place to fix it up a little bit. And I will cast my divination, which is switch immediately to maiden and heal a subject or reconstruct something that was destroyed
1: hmm. okay now uh the conflict that you are confronting is subdued, so oh okay, then never can, mind you can spend I thought it wasn't you can spin another charm to uh to go after it, or I can spin i can give you a charm if you uh allow me to escalate it and turn it into a new conflict hmm. What do you guys think well i mean you probably only have one charm so i don't think you yeah know. i only have one charm
3: yeah um, but the thing, the thing that's crazy is that it's a crone spell that immediately turns you back into maiden which is where i was um you were mother right I, yeah i was mother sorry yeah. but still it just pushes me into another direction yeah terra flips around a lot you know what no what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna move towards albert and try to um uh And basically try to move out, move him away from the uh, the crevasse and put him in back into safety.
1: Okay. All right. So not magic at all.
3: No. In just that case, looking
1: out for my friend. That was, in that case, it's just a standard roll uh, protect, which is mercy. Um, however, you still have the same problem. Like you can spend that charm to uh, confront crap on the floor, or I can spend, give you a charm to make it worse.
3: Oh. Okay. Um, I wish I could see all the conflicts on the table.
1: Oh, yeah. Let me drop up There's, um, in our drive folder, there's oh. a tabletop link, which I can give to you. It's normally something I would show to the audience as well, but for some reason, the technology's not working.
3: Uh, but but right, just uh, right, straight up, what are the conflicts that I can actually do something about?
1: There, There really isn't. That's why you're in a pickle. Either spin the charm to go after the one conflict that's... That you're dealing with, or I escalate it, and then I give you a charm, so it's like you know what happens during dire situations
3: mm. okay uh, so there's no unsubdued thing to confront no
1: hm. oh no, there is storm coven, oh. Sorry, my bad. I was withholding information. (laughs) So you can confront that. Going after the coven directly. By protecting uh, Albert's mom's son.
3: Okay, then I will spend a pip. I will go into Maiden, and I will do my divination from there. And I will switch to um, Mother back and immediately protect the subject from harm.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Is the subject like Café du Monde? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, let's go for it. See what happens.
3: Um, okay, so and that is maiden. So that would be mercy. And I am at disadvantage to this roll, right? Even though I started in no, my the no, right one.
1: While you're casting, no, it's not disadvantage because after you're done, you'll be maiden. Ah. ah.
3: There we go. So um, that is an eight. Okay. Because I'm taking it that it's... uh, Wait, what would... I'm using a maiden power. So everything goes off mercy, right? Not... The, well, the form that I actually end up with after it switches me, or no, how does going, that work?
1: You're, you're rolling, uh, if it's a divination, you're rolling wisdom. Okay. But an since eight. you are in, uh, since you're casting a crone spell, mm-hmm. it's not at wheel.
3: Okay. and okay.
1: Yeah. And you don't get the extra bonus because crone is severity.
3: It's fine. Then that's an eight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and basically, I, I, um, I'd start tracing the cracks on the floor with my fingers and trying to concentrate and, and the whole thing sort of like lights the, all the cracks light up and sort of like a spider web on the, on the floor. And the thing is the spider web becomes sticky on my hands and you can sell and you see that I'm just sort of pulling things up almost as if it was made out of a semi rubbery sort of like silken cloth and everything is getting pulled up by it.
1: Uh, you can also feel suddenly that it's it's happening much easier than it should, and that's because uh, there are other witches helping you when they see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the coven. Also, uh, Carla is speeding time up back again. So you are now being brought to the present. That's in motion, though, so you have a moment to adjust if you need to. Okay. She's canceling her time spell, in other words.
3: Okay. Uh, then I'm Okay. I'm actually more concerned about the uh the mundanes around here at this point, so uh, uh
1: there's plenty. Nine o'clock morning on Cafe Du Mon. But I've already mm-hmm. sort
3: of done a thing, so
2: they're about to meet a statue, so
1: Yeah. Statue's en route, but there's still a moment or two before it arrives. It has crossed the street. Um and it's coming into Cafe Du Mon. I think that um, because of the time shift, if you were a mundane, you would see like the don't blink scenario where like the statue keeps it. Why is that? Why is there a statue in the middle of the road? And then, oh, it's closer now. So it's, it's, it's progressing, but it's going slowly. Time is speeding up. Anything else before it comes back to normal? Uh,
3: can I cast another magic thing, I guess? Yeah, you have time. Okay, so, so I else wants to do something.
0: That's what I'm saying. I I, I don't want to monopolize. So um, Albert is. Uh, I'm going to keep Albert in a bad way right now okay. um, for for story reasons. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, go for it then.
3: Uh, I will uh, activate the blue Tara under Mother, which is where I'm at. Uh, and I'll take a horrifying form that's monstrous, anger lashing out of those around me. Victims of my wrath flee and seek shelter. I'm not really trying to be super killy, but I'm trying to produce something that's so scary that'll uh, cause everybody to run the F away. Okay. Mm. Um,
1: I think, uh, yeah. I'm looking at the conflicts. The only thing that might come in, the one you might, if it's Albert's mom that's doing this, specifically, you can confront that conflict. But I'm going to let the dice decide that, so I'm going to allow you to confront Albert's mom, and then we'll see what happens. Sounds great. And then see we're out of conflicts after that. (laughs) And that's another eight. Alright. So, it was Albert's mom doing that particular spell. So, um, what does your form look like?
3: I rise up in the form of Baron Samadit. Uh, so it's a corpse-like figure with a top hat, smells of death, uh, is covered in cobwebs, and um, this eerie music sort of follows him around, and when, when, I, when I manifest in it, sort of like a huge green puff of uh, green uh, balefire, and then just me sort of doing my, my little voodoo dance with my cane. So Everybody runs the
1: hell away. At this moment, um, Michael comes into Café du Monde and just starts picking up everybody, all of the witches, and hauling like, you out. And as Michael turns, the wings come up, these big concrete wings, and stops the ceiling of Café du Mans as it collapses on top of you. Oh, There's a full-on earthquake happening. And Michael has protected all of the seven and you, the six and you, um, with his wings.
2: My dad told me this would happen, but not quite like this.
1: And the the poor um, citizens are now running into the street. But the street is rolling with an earthquake. Buildings are beginning to collapse. Stones are flying through the air.
2: This does not seem good. Um, is the earthquake is the earthquake a conflict?
1: Yes, it is now. I am adding it as we speak.
2: Okay, <clears throat> I want to cast a spell. Um. I have a spell about revealing the best path for a subject so that they can find personal happiness and success. And in this immediate conflict, I want us to find the best path to escape whatever is coming. So success
1: being not dying,
2: success being not dying, success being finding a space where we'll have upper ground, just where we'll have an ability to like push back. Um, I'm sort of
0: Olive garden. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I'm sort of seeing it like, you know, like when you turn on, um, easy mode and like a Mario Kart game and it shows you like the arrow of where you need to go. I'm sort of seeing it like that. Um but let's find out what happens. Okay.
1: Confronting earthquake.
2: Oh.
1: One I mean, of my the dice New Orleans just- infrastructure is bad enough as it is. Do we need to throw an earthquake at
2: it? Oh boy, uh, one of my dice just fell so I'm gonna just grab another one. Um That is a nine again. Great.
1: Yes. Um, I'm going to subdue earthquake. Earthquake's still happening, but it's subdued. So, um, St. Louis Cathedral is the Olive Garden of New Orleans. And yeah. it is not that far away. You're going to have to sprint across the street, get to through the courtyard, and then you can get into the cathedral.
2: Um, cool i uh i nod toward michael and i'm like cover for us pal uh and then i i point to the cathedral and say we need to get there we need to get there as quickly as possible um unfortunately a thing that i chose long ago on my character sheet that uh, i have a refuge of churches or temples is going to come in really handy right now
1: (laughs) okay so um the guardian angel or the archangel Michael comes up with the wings and begins helping the other witches out Um, you can see there's other things going on though like they've been a little quiet right, for being the seven Uh, but once you kind of look up and you're starting to get out of the uh, area from where the restaurant is collapsing the cafe um, you can see that Every last one of them is fighting some sort of unseen battle. Uh, Carla is uh, was was with you under the actually they all were with you under the angels. But now that things are sort of breaking apart, you can see Carla is casting magic at something unseen. And she's literally throwing bolts of energy into the air, but they are disappearing after she throws them. Um, the big guy, the big white guy, is on the ground and trying to push something that he can't, you can't see off of him. Uh, a couple of the other people are under rubble. It, it's like they are fighting other battles. And you realize at this moment that you were only dealing one aspect of what's going on. Oh, and there's an earthquake. So Abigail no noted that St. Louis Cathedral, safe house, and you're all going to make it try to get over there. Um, however, there's an earthquake going on. And since it wasn't a uh, you know 10-plus success... I'm going to have to make you guys roll to get over there. So either you can address this with a magical solution or a mundane one, but it's not going to be easy to get to the cathedral. Um, There really isn't another conflict in play. The problem here is that there's an earthquake and this is an old city and, and the earthquake is demolishing it at every wave. So I'm going to have to just escalate it, I think at this point, um, the conflict that you're confronting is that New Orleans is under sea level. Well, that's fun. As the earthquake is breaking apart all of the barriers of the city, and so the city is beginning to flood.
2: Um, my solution is going to be to rally, um, and just grab people as I can, because I assume there's, like, innocent bystanders here. Oh,
1: tons of um, them. They all left because, uh, you know, cave scared the living shit out of them, and they're running for their lives. However, they're running into a rolling earthquake.
2: Yeah, I'm going to do, you know, I'm, I'm going to d- gather up every ounce of uh, uh, strength and resolve and confidence that I possess and say, hey, follow me, we need to get to the cathedral. I really, you know, i uh, that, that's the place we can be safe. Okay. Said so uh, I could okay. do a rally. Rally,
1: New Orleans is under sea level.
2: Oh, that is an eight. I keep having these mixed successes.
1: All right. So the mundanes are listening to you because you're the only mm-hmm. one that seems to have any authority. What's going on? Are your uh, fellow Coven members listening to you? I hope so. Okay, (laughs) So so you're all kind of sprinting across, and you're getting through the courtyard. Now, the courtyard of St. Louis Cathedral is pretty wide open. So while things are falling and there are statues that are toppling, you're able to make it to the cathedral. But as you are going, you hear the sickening screech of ground completely collapsing behind you. Just as you arrive at the cathedral, you can see Café du Mont. And all the buildings around it are being sucked down into a hole. A sinkhole has suddenly appeared. And everything is tumbling into it, including the six. And the earthquake at that moment stops. There's a deathly still silence, even though people are panicking. Even though the sounds of buildings are collapsing. You're all in the cathedral, you're right at the threshold and you're looking out and watching this happen.
3: Hmm. I'm stuck in dismay. If, if the seven can't handle this, what the hell am I doing? Um, so I think I'm a little shocked. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep running back and forth from the cathedral trying to grab people and bring them to safety.
1: The earthquake seems to be over but buildings are not very resilient here.
3: yeah nice. basically I'm going to I'm gonna to go to buildings that may or may not be uh, very safe and I'm gonna see if I can just uh, uh, save as many people as I can try to bring them back to the cathedral. yeah
1: did
2: we did we lose Michael?
3: No Michael's with you he's part of your party. Oh.
2: Great. This is like, this is going to be a movie about a girl and her angel statue.
1: Michael's setting up, you know, being a guardian. Mm -hmm. Um, And the mundanes are being shoved into St. Louis Cathedral, which is a large cathedral, can hold a lot of people. Um, Once the crowd starts moving in and cave is up, bringing people out, uh, everybody's starting to see what's happening. And so they're all kind of going into the cathedral. Um, There are priests and deacons inside that are helping people, getting them to safety and shelter. The The, the St. Louis Cathedral seems to be completely untouched by this at least magnitude 7 earthquake that hit New Orleans. Um, and it's uh, it, it seems stable and strong and bright and brilliant. And um, there are lots and lots of images of Louis, but not so much of Jesus. That's weird, but Uh, You can see (laughs) it's a lot of, it's a safe sanctuary. So everybody's in there. Um, You probably have corralled over 100 people. But you can hear in the city distant crumblings, collapsing. These buildings that were made in the 1700s and the 1800s cannot stand. And and just over the period of just a few minutes, you could just hear New Orleans
3: falling around around you. Albert. Albert, we have to find her, and we have to find her now. She is destroying this entire city, and I can't hear you at all, Albert.
0: Uh, Albert is just cradling his uh, broken ribs. He's he's more stunned and in in shock about what he's witnessing than about his physical pain. Um. You, you might have to do a roll to snap him out because um, <laughs> there's something narratively happening to, to Albert. So that right? would be make a
1: stand <laughs> against Albert as freezing up
0: um, because he's witnessing the spell that his mother was grooming him to do for decades. And now it's happening right in front of him.
3: Or would it be a rally since I'm trying to get I would him like him a help. rally? Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. Rally. That yeah. Really makes sense.
1: Albert is freezing up as the conflict. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense.
0: Yeah.
3: And that is a 10. Awesome. Oof.
1: So that okay. means then that, uh, Albert, you get a. Um, this was magic. So, no, no, this was a mundane. So you get a charm for going along with Cape.
0: Nice. Very nice. That will come in handy. Um,
1: and narrative control.
0: Albert, uh, yeah, Albert begins to slowly mend himself as best he can. Um, he's going to do. I don't know that Albert has any healing. Does anybody have like a restoration or?
1: You can all do magic, even if you don't have the spell. It just happens at Woe.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'll just,
1: I'll attempt to heal.
0: We're still in Menace, right?
1: Yeah. We're in Menace. Okay. So it happened okay. at Woe anyway. I'll put a comfort okay. that Albert has hurt on there because that's true.
0: Something about those broken ribs and his ability to cast or do magic right now. Breaking from the inside,
1: too. I mean, it was like, yeah, ribs probably punctured his chest. Uh,
3: I'm going to take off uh, my coat and rip it into strips and start binding him around his midsection, trying to get those ribs immobilized. It's like... Mm. I just feel your side. Mm. Oh, that's oh, there's ribs. Okay. It takes off his jacket, starts ripping says it's, it's going to hurt a little bit, but it's going to keep you together a little bit more. See if you can do anything else. And I, I, I start making the bandages and tie them around. All
0: right. I'm going to attempt to mend myself. Six. Okay. Barely raw six. Raw six I'm not bad. sure what the six that's is under. Bad. Yeah.
1: The binding makes you fall unconscious.
0: Okay,
1: it's too much pain.
0: Cool. So while you're willing, that to actually help, works. You really can't. That uh, works for something I'm cooking. But, no, but don't worry. <laughs> to re- not to
1: remove you from the game. We're going to come back to you, even though you're
3: unconscious.
0: Yeah. Cool. Cool. Awesome. So I'm actually
3: spending some time with Albert, making sure that even though he's passed out, that he's okay. I finish up the bandaging, um, and. Um I grab a flask of uh bourbon that I keep around with me and I just start shoving that down his throat. Okay. <clears> throat> just there
1: are um there are deacons or some sort of catholic somebody's coming over to
3: help. I'm like he has broken ribs, he's passed out.
1: Anything from Abigail before we go to Albert's unconsciousness.
2: Yeah, um uh, this might do, do the Albert thing first. I think this might be better okay. after that.
1: All right. So, in, in your mind's eye, uh, Albert, you're unconscious—not quite a dream yes. state, but unconscious. Yeah. Um, you see uh, your mother in this form that she has chosen, in this white suit, very well ironed, fedora, She's carrying a trumpet case. As she strolls up to you in the darkness. I didn't know you were here, honey.
0: Would it have changed anything?
1: No. The seven were about to find out, so we had to take care of them. I'm sorry, sweetie. But, you know, if you want to come over to the winning side, you're always welcome.
0: I'm tired. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of trying to not be the thing I always knew, the thing you always knew I would become.
1: Well, it would have made it easier for all of us if you had just not been so stubborn. But that's okay.
0: If this is the what has, has to happen... The a way of getting
1: us all together no matter what we want.
0: If this is what has to happen, then let's do it the right way. Let's finish this. I'll give you what you want. How do I find you?
1: Well, this could be a trick. We'll meet in neutral ground. I have an idea. What about Salem, Indiana?
0: Why there? Well, that's where the magic has
1: to happen, isn't it? I think you might be waking up soon. And you do. Since it's a menace, I can do this. You are in so much pain. Yeah. But you're awake and you're alive.
0: Albert slowly slowly gets up and then decides it's not worth the pain and he just stays laying down. Um I've made contact with her. She wants to finish this back in Salem where the eclipse is going to happen. Obviously that would be in her favor.
1: All right, let's move into a meeting. The menace is over. You guys can have a bit of narrative control back.
3: Yeah, you had plenty of time to slap us around. (laughs) Okay. Um
0: I'm just basically sort of just holding Joe until he gains consciousness. Oh I'm back. Um so Jim, I think you missed the last last few minutes, right? Were you um, where?
3: Yeah, I had
0: to go do something. Okay, yeah. Um so yeah, I I encountered my mother in, in my subconscious knocked out state. And um basically <laughs> she she wants us to finish things back in Salem and um, well her agenda was to get rid of the seven yeah the whole the whole thing was to get rid of the seven um, which she did she didn't know I was there but it didn't matter after all um, but I kind of played the game of like okay let me join you mother like where would I find you and she just says we'll finish this in Salem oh my okay. And obviously, that would be to her advantage with the eclipse and us without the seven. Well, God never puts a burden on you that you're not
3: capable of handling. This is obviously our problem. More to the point, obviously your problem with your mother. But we're family, so we'll take it on together.
0: She stopped being my mother the first time she tried to kill me. Now she's just a monster. She needs to be stopped.
3: I look you in the eye and I go, whatever it was, whatever happened, there was something in you that made you better than that. Do you understand? You had every opportunity, every guidance, every reason to become that which your mother is, but you decided not to, and you went through an ordeal to avoid it. That is, that is a lot to be said for someone. If anybody's going to be able to end this, it's going to have to be us. Let's get ourselves together and get it going.
2: are we going to do about... There's like a city falling into the ground.
3: Maybe I could take one of my spells and we could work it as a ritual. See if we could expand the area that it covers. See if we can rebuild something that's been lost. Yeah. Maybe in this place of power. This place that, uh, whose faith has managed to keep it undestroyed. Are you guys willing to help me?
2: Yeah. Do we think that the seven are gone forever?
3: I think that whatever <coughs> Albert's mom had planned, it definitely has a tone of permanency. She needed them out of her way. They're out of the way.
0: At least long enough for her to complete what she wanted to do during the eclipse. I doubt the seven could be so easily eliminated, but they can be disabled. They have like a... Well, I have a feeling...
3: Go ahead. I have a feeling that if it wasn't for for a member of this uh, conspiracy within their own midst... They wouldn't have been brought together to attack so easily.
2: I. They have to have, like, a designated survivor or something, right? There can't just be, like, no seven. Like, who's in charge then? Us?
0: Lola. Okay. She's the only standing seven now.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't like that at all. Um, Okay, let's do this ritual. Let's try to save as much of New Orleans as we can and as many of these people. Um, And then let's figure out a way to get this angel back to Salem. And uh, yeah, we're going to have to prepare for war.
1: I just kind of picture uh, Michael kind of like scratching the back of his
3: neck.
2: We're going to have to like ship him UPS. It's going to be very (laughs) (laughs) inconvenient. very expensive.
3: I, I caress Michael on the cheek and I'm like, are you sure? Are you bound here? Do you want to stay? Oh, uh, well, uh, okay. So, uh, this is
1: a coven spell. We'll need to move this into a, uh, this is called a momentum. So it'll be a straight roll, no matter what, uh, the way coven spells work, as long as there are three or more doing the spell, then you don't have to worry about penalties and things like that. Um, You know, the conflict, and it would be New Orleans is broken, or at least the French Quarter. Um, The challenge is there's a massive sinkhole where Café du Monde was, which makes me sad, personally. Um, We're going to
2: bring those beignets back, Chris, for you. (laughs) For you.
1: I did did get their uh, beignet mix and did make the beignets, and they were pretty good. But it wasn't like that. So that is is—it's going to be a challenge probably beyond your power uh, to really heal that kind of destruction. But there's a lot that you can
3: do, and we'll just sort of let the the dice decide. Basically, what I want to do is I want to basically when we do the ritual, I sort of like expand my consciousness throughout the entire city. And you sort of see it sort of almost like an overhead sort of like ping like a radar and you see certain spots that are historic and important spots that sort of ping off. And that's sort of the concentration of the ritual, the regular infrastructure and, and also the levees and stuff like that. Mm
1: -hmm. So it's,
3: it's, yeah, it's targeted on certain points just to make sure that the integrity of the culture of this place survives. Um, I can't do much more than that, but I want to basically preserve the place for, hopefully further generations that might come along. It's wishful thinking, but yeah, and that's the thing. So it's uh, my uh, uh, heal a subject or uh, reconstruct something that was destroyed spell. Um, But I just want to do it as a ritual to sort of expand that out and try to improve the possibility of that happening.
1: Yeah, And uh, according to the book, um, the more time and effort you put into something, the more powerful the spell will be. Uh, on top of being a coven spell, so uh, that that's up to you. I mean, you can take it as far as you need it to go, but it is unroll. Um, so, what I I'm going the, to, what, the uh, failure will be just as bad.
3: What I am going to do is I am going to guide everyone in prayer in this place that goes along with it, and the prayer is going to be for the beauty and the uh, culture and the uh, diversity that is New Orleans to be preserved. Uh, So I'm trying to add the power of everybody else's faith within this cathedral to help along with the, uh, the mission.
1: All right. Uh, So you're confronting mm -hmm. French quarter is broken. Everybody rolls and we take the, uh, the highest two or, you know, the highest two, whoever rolls best. Okay. Uh, This is um, a, a mercy roll.
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: I have a, Six, finally something over a four. <laughs> Six isn't well, good enough.
3: I got an eleven.
1: Okay. Awesome. I have an I have an eight. Okay, great. So it's a wash, basically, even roll. All right. So um you get everybody praying, you know, the deacons, the priests that are there. Um all of the people that you saved. Uh and you and know for a long time it seems like everybody's sort of lost in in, in the prayer and the ritual. And there's um, almost a divine light that just illuminates from the chamber. And when you go out, you can see that um, while the uh, the damage is still there, it's not as bad as at first look. And everybody is blaming God for that. <laughs> it's saying, you know, it's a miracle. It's a miracle that while most of Café du Monde fell into a a sinkhole, the kitchen remains. And while you can't see it, uh, Lafitte's is still standing after 300-plus years. Um, The oldest bar in America still stands. And the levees are breached, but uh, not irreparable. Or forget Acme Oysters. And Acme Oysters wasn't even dented. (laughs) Just because I am the guide and that's what I say is true. I picked out there so bad I love it. <laughs> I know there's some people that are like Nora was like oh God no
3: <gasps>
1: it's true you can get better oysters elsewhere but how can
3: one man eat three dozen oysters? no one knows
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know uh, it worked it worked a, a lot was preserved you know the cemeteries are intact the I many of the shops are intact um, but there's still a lot of catastrophic damage. You don't know about the death count, um, but you saved a lot of people that day. You were at the epicenter.
3: We can only do what we can do. Yeah.
1: So I think I can clear off. French Quarter is broken. Earthquake. The coven meets over.
2: Well, we saved a major American city today, everybody.
1: <laughs> Crack on the floor. You remember that one? Um, all right. So, um, what do you want to do now?
2: Well, I'm going to get on my phone and research the best shipping rates for a statue. Um,
3: Um, Also want to note that, so the seven are their own coven in and of themselves, right? That's right. And there's no ancillary people, persons in that coven whatsoever, just the seven? It's just them,
1: yeah been that way since they were born in 1792 on the centennial of the Salem witch trials is when the first coven meet occurred.
3: Is there Uh, a way that they use to communicate to witches in general?
1: uh, Usually letters, um, but they, uh, they would sometimes appear through the veil like they have with you at least once. Um, But that's, they try to avoid that kind of thing because the coven, uh, or sorry, the S seven, was isn't really an administrative body. Um, it's more of a, a council to help if something goes wrong. But they do do like <coughs> capital, char- you know, capital crime judgments in severe situations. Uh, shipping rates. I mean, you can put it on a semi truck through like one of those freight liners. Get there in a in a week or so. Yeah. For like a couple hundred bucks.
2: Yeah. And I mean, cabe has got money that money because of yeah. Cave's. No. Hey, but don't you think we could use a giant stone angel to like fight on our side against evil?
3: All I need to know is that you want it. Makes me happy.
2: Are you okay? Are you okay going with us to Indiana, buddy?
1: Uh, the, the 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 statue is sort of hesitant, as this was a spirit that was pining over a lost captain. And um we are in a momentum chapter, so I'm gonna make you roll for it.
2: <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what am I ro- what am I rolling? You're uh, rolling? Um Befriend. Uh Befriend. Okay. you, ghost. Oh. Okay.
3: Well, it's funny my other witch, witch game there is
1: actually the archer. Archangel Mikael is a major, major character in that particular campaign. This is ironic.
3: Well,
2: once again, I've rolled an eight. (laughs) Okay.
1: Well, okay. So Statue Ghost is okay with this as long as she doesn't have to stay in the statue all the time
2: yeah um she can uh, when we get her to indiana she can hang out um we have all kinds of places she can go bowls of water old cell phones you know we got all kinds of places a ghost can hang out i think she
1: likes you but mostly she just wants to be separated from the grief that's binding her here
2: okay um yeah uh we, we can do something about that um
1: I say, okay, so Albert and his broken ribs. Oh, and they like, plus he got thrown through a wall last night.
0: Yeah, Albert's been a rough couple. It's been a rough 24 hours for Albert. I think we're going to buy you some this, armor or something. And all because he started using smartphones. He knew it. Like, he knew. He saw. Um, through very pained breaths and uh, he's he's not dead but he's still recovering from his exploded ribs um albert just mentions that my my mother will never stop until she feels the world is safe for witches and only witches there must be some way to reverse this. Talk some sense into hers. Make her see what she's doing. Do
3: you believe she's acting rationally?
0: She believes that she is.
3: Because you cannot confront irrational people with rationality.
0: The last time me and my mother stood together We were about to do a spell very similar to what she did. It was in that moment that I saw the future. I saw the end of which kind. They would hunt us. They would know that we were responsible. I had to stop her. But she couldn't see that. Or she wasn't willing to admit it. I don't know if we can fight her with force. There has to be some way to make her see what she's doing.
1: Oh, we lost Jim.
2: I agree that there should be a way to make that happen. Albert while we're here um i'm gonna do a spell
1: (laughs) all right well we're still in the main
2: yeah oh so i don't need to do a spell can i just be like blah
1: um well um we haven't i was about to switch you into a meeting uh so if you would like narrative control we can just do that because i was planning on doing that anyway
2: okay cool um Yeah. I want to just, I just want to talk to this lady that's in this statue and figure out um, what it is that's, that's binding her. Um, And uh, long story short, she feels um, sort of, I guess I'd say she feels like she, like, like all ghosts sort of have unfinished business. And her unfinished business is not necessarily finding her husband. Her unfinished business is that she spent her life waiting for someone else to give it meaning and um that was not the way to go so this is like a way for her to give herself meanings that she can finally cross over and feel like she has accomplished something at least with her afterlife even if she didn't in life um and uh we have a we have a a a lovely chat about that she sort of exits the statue to talk about that with me and um uh she agrees to uh join me up in salem because uh if she fights against the forces of evil maybe that'll be uh, enough to make her feel like she's uh done something with her life
1: that sounds great um and she doesn't have to like stay in the statue during shipment i mean
2: no she can uh, she can hang out in the back of the truck you know um yeah she had on the train um and then when she gets to the the house she can uh We have all kinds of fun places she could go. We have like an old cathode ray TV. She can absolutely hang out in there, Uh, do spooky stuff with that, stack our chairs on our table, whatever she wants.
1: Okay. Uh, We lost Jim. I'm just going to check to make sure he's not trying to reach us. Computer shut down, working on it. Okay. Well, he'll be back at some point. Uh, all right. So what's the plan? How are you going to get back to Salem? Are you going back to Salem?
2: I assume that we're going to uh, take a plane again, um, which is how we got down here. But yeah. I guess, you know, we could, um, we could ride in the back of a train car <laughs> <laughs> with our good buddy, uh, Michael. Or actually, you know what? Her name is Gwen. And we should call her Gwen, because that's who she is.
0: Hmm. Even
2: if she's in the body of a giant male angel statue, she's still Gwen. That's who
0: she is. I like that. That's awesome. Symbolism. Um, Albert realizing that he proved here, um, he doesn't ever want to be on an airplane. And so if there is some kind of train, um, he'll volunteer to ride and kind of be an escort for the michael Gwen. Package,
1: so uh, there. You know there is Amtrak. Um, I think it would be. I'm just guessing here. At least two days to get to, Salem, Indiana by train.
2: I'm. Actually, uh, I'm going to
1: absolutely check
2: this because yeah, I'm fascinated by this question.
1: <laughs> maybe we should, uh, because well, the point though is that um, we've only got about. Hey, Jim. We've yeah. only got a bit of time before the end of the world.
3: Oh, no. That was a perfect uh, time for my computer to shut down then.
1: <laughs> well, you didn't miss much, except that uh, the spirit in the statue of Michael is named Gwen. And she is going to be joining because she needs a new purpose and focus in life. Or unlife. Yeah. And now we're deciding how much, how long it takes to get to southern Indiana by train from Louisiana.
2: Um, I'm assuming that like we can travel into Indianapolis and then somebody can come pick us up. Sure. Um, Come on, Amtrak. Your site is not very good. Imagine that. Uh, (laughs) Uh,. yeah.
0: Someone in chat says uh, Amtrak to New Orleans and Chicago is uh, nineteen hours and thirty minutes.
2: Okay. So. Yeah. So we. Yeah. That was why. It, that was why I was wondering if, it, like, Amtrak uh, New Orleans to Chicago is probably about a day, and then it's probably a couple hours from Chicago to Indianapolis. So it's probably a day and a half.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, uh, just to catch you up, Jim. It's just that Albert doesn't really like planes. Yeah. Figure. It's a a day. That's not a big deal. I mean, a long day of travel, but.
3: I mean, I'll go like two or three hours. Yeah. Albert will will
0: do whatever he needs to do, but he doesn't like being in vehicles.
2: Have we considered just traveling however it is you got down here, Albert? Like, could we just like walk through a door? Actually, I could maybe do that. I've done that before. I put us in the veil. Couldn't I just like open a door to like Salem? Could I do that? Uh. we'll just have to like take a shortcut through the veil right like it can't be that tough
0: i don't know that the veil is a very safe place right now we'll be in we'll
2: be in there for five minutes tops like we'll probably be in there for like 30 seconds it's just we pop in we pop out
3: well yeah because of course being thrown up against the wall nearly killed by an internal earthquake facing the destruction of the entire world, that does not overshadow somebody's trepidation about getting in a plane.
2: We'll have, we'll have Gwen with us.
0: I'm willing to traverse the veil. There might be somebody there. I need to talk to anyway, um, but that's not a risk. Either of you should be taking.
2: We'll be fine.
0: That sounds I feel like a mission.
2: I feel at home in the veil. I have to say. And it sounds like a mission.
1: <laughs> Trains, planes, or veils. What will it be? Oh, my.
2: I mean, we should just, like, rent a car and just, like, like <laughs> just drive it. <laughs> well, can we do a road trip episode?
3: Let's do a road well, trip we could trip probably episode. make it there in, like, 12 hours. Slow
0: ride. It Take may be easy. best for us to... Procure conventional means of travel. It's
3: I'm looking up Avis in my phone. Risking. All right. What do you guys think? Full-size sedan, minivan? What are you guys comfortable in? Get like a convertible.
0: We'll have to take Ooh, him. Classic. To Gwen. Big
3: Michael statue hanging out. <laughs> Actually, we can rent a moving truck. Hmm. That should probably hold the statue as well.
2: New Orleans-Salem is 11 hours drive, so we're going to be great.
3: All The right.
1: It'd be the same as the freight cost to send Michael up there. so or Yeah.
3: There. Just rent a truck, then. Okay.
1: In a U-Haul. Let's do a montage of you guys on the road trip, of you folk on the road trip. And... um you know, going through rural Louisiana. How no, I, I, I like
3: uh, a little montage of us going through all of these lame little landmarks, like Biggest Ball of Twine and stuff, and then having our pictures taken with the statue in front of it the entire trip up.
0: Um, I oh, am- um, I'm sorry. I have to jump in on that. At the Biggest Ball of Twine, um, Albert walks into the gift shop. He comes out with several bundles of twine. And uh, we'll we'll leave it at that. We'll we'll pop back onto what he's doing with that after. Of
3: course, well, Twine's
0: always useful. Uh, unlike Cabe's car,
2: uh, this U-Haul has Bluetooth, so Abigail can hook up her phone and play all of the greatest Ariana Grande hits for her friends and tell them what she likes about each song and explain why they don't appreciate her music in the way that they should. Um, and actually she starts crying at like one of the songs um, uh, uh, I can't remember <laughs> I can't remember the name of the song I think it's called Breathe in. she just like starts crying and like starts talking about her fiance and just like uh, is very emotional and this is somewhere in the middle of Tennessee
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, While we're on the topic what music does Cave um, want to introduce The Coven to?
3: Uh, I think I'm actually playing uh, some (laughs) K-pop. It's one of his current interests that he got into because of one of his friends. I mean, really, it's good stuff. Yeah, and and it's one of those things that has sort of been trying to keep him upbeat for a while. And it's like, this doesn't make you feel good and want to move. Nothing will. It breaks even the language barrier.
0: Uh, n- nodding to the K-pop um, Albert is in the so uh, are we in like a conventional moving like van like there's like a back storage camper attached is yeah, that what we're I, going assume, with? I mean
1: just something yeah, big enough yeah. to hold a statue of
0: right um, yeah. so Albert's in the back like riding in the, the in the container but he's now begun to reconstruct his webby thingies with the twine Um, and he's, but he's nodding to the K-pop and yeah, we'll leave him at that.
2: How did you feel about the Ariana Grande though?
3: Oh, she's so lovely. She can, and and her voice is so incredibly pure. It's like an angel singing.
2: I mean, I'm sure you loved it, Albert. Albert doesn't
0: comment on it. (laughs) (laughs) She just still seems like a little girl to me. But he nods to the K-pop, um, does and Albert, Albert is, any, is, have them play uh, any
1: music, or is he just going to go with whatever they put on?
0: Albert is uh, very busy r- trying to figure something out, and he's he's constructing stuff with a twine. He's setting up like a little web again. And it's like, the you know, those murder boards. Um, he's doing that inside the camper, but in 3D space.
2: Uh, um, go ahead. Yeah abigail's gonna try and guess what albert albert might like and is just gonna put on like uh like 100 greatest blues hits and it's just like maybe this and so it's like so it's like four straight hours of just like this like the saddest darkest blues music
0: it's pretty Wait, good yes, though. yes 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 that's that's yes yes and, and like that actually like <laughs> helps him focus and then like he he gets more into what he's doing
1: is it's like Buddy Guy, B.B. King, or is it like the real gritty stuff?
2: Oh, it's all over the place. It's just one of those, you know, compilations somebody put mm-hmm. together um, on Spotify.
0: So. Yeah. Um, and then at some point, jazz blues comes on. And there seems to be a quiet reckoning within Albert of everything that that reminds him of. And there's like a bittersweet realization on his face. Um he still enjoys the music, but not everything that it's attached to. It's
1: like his mom's favorite song. Yeah. Okay, well. I
0: don't want to set the world on fire. <laughs>
3: I also put uh, down Time Out by the uh, what, uh, Dave Brubeck Quartet, Time Out. Just some nice, smooth jazz. I'm really disappointed
0: at the lack of show tunes, but I guess... I
2: guess oh, you want to talk show tunes?
0: <laughs> are there any popular show tunes lately that people are humming, singing Guinea into? No, uh, I am um, the, the very model of a
3: modern major general. My information is
0: vegetable, animal, and mineral.
3: I know the king of, kings of England, and I quote the vice yeah. historical.
2: Uh, somewhere around... Uh, God, I, I had the map pulled up of where we're all going. Probably, um, somewhere around yeah somewhere around like North Kentucky near Louisville um, uh, Abigail just starts playing the art musical octet and like explaining all the references to tarot in it and being like now see this and just like trying to convince you of its brilliance and like you know if you're not already like super indoctrinated in obscure art musicals it's going to sound like nonsense to you so I'm sure it sounds like nonsense. At least you're not playing any nonsense.
3: glass. <laughs> Book of Mormon. That's what we need to put yeah, up. Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites. Okay.
1: Uh, a side note, Josh Gad is doing the um, Central Park show, and if you haven't watched it, watch it. Mm. It's great. Moving on. You may get to southern Indiana at some point the next day. Uh, probably worn out and tired and, you know, long road trip. Um, when you arrive back at the house, uh, you can see that, um, that Mel is not there. Uh, Raven's just like kicked up watching TV when you come in. And when you come in, she looks up and Oh, that's where you went.
3: Oh, yeah, we were at a Nip Center.
2: Young lady, have you done your chores? What chores? You were supposed to clean the kitchen. It doesn't look very clean.
1: It's fine. I thought you all cleaned the kitchen.
2: We all have to pull our weight, and it's your turn to clean the, the kitchen. White
1: Raven was back. Does anybody care about that?
2: Okay, tell us about that, then. You can go clean the kitchen.
1: Well, you know, I came back, and it was looking at me through the window, and I flew off. So I got too scared of the kitchen.
3: Sensible. What? Oh, no. What's funny? I mean,
2: fine. you're great. You're fine.
3: Celtic goddesses just hanging around you willy-nilly, keeping you from killing you in the kitchen. She's not a goddess. She's a harbinger. <laughs> Potato, patata.
2: <clears throat> you and your technicalities.
1: It's, where the hell have you been? Seriously. I haven't seen Melanie. I haven't seen. And like there was some fight last night, and I came down, and there was the kitchen's all broken up. They just all disappeared. No note. Okay. I guess I'm just going to be alone now.
2: Uh, we, used, we had told you we were going to New Orleans and Albert was going to stay, protect you. And then Albert got taken to New Orleans. Um, but we have a new friend in the back of the U-Haul.
1: You put a friend in the back of a moving truck?
2: Yeah. Um, it's uh, a statue. Her name is Gwen.
1: Whatever. She looks annoyed, and she goes and storms off into her room.
2: You, uh, I'll go. I'll go talk to her if you guys want to help get Gwen settled.
3: Oh yeah, the guy with the broken with the broken ribs is going to help me out. This is all me. You do understand,
2: right? No, just tell. Just, 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 <clears throat> uh, just. Chill. She should be in the statue already. I asked her to go. You just have to like pull the ramp out. And, like, she can walk down it.
3: Don't worry about it, hon. You take care of Raven. I'll take care of this.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm going to go upstairs to Raven's room, then.
1: All right. Well, she has her earbuds in, blaring something that sounds like noise.
2: Probably the obscure art musical octet. Um, (laughs) Great show, everybody. Great show. Um, I uh, kind of, like sit down on the end of the bed and uh, like pat her feet or her shins rather.
1: Takes the hair. What is it, Abigail?
2: I wanted to make sure you're okay. It must've been pretty scary not having us here.
1: I'm not okay. And no, I'm not scared. I just want to know why nobody's telling me about what's going on.
2: Well, we can tell you what's going on. Um, we went down to New Orleans, and things got really bad, and there was an earthquake, and most of the seven are gone, and the one who's left is probably evil, and Albert's mom is coming to kill us all.
1: What? What's the deal with the ravens? Why are the ravens still coming? <sighs> well, there were thousands of them, and nobody was here. And I didn't know what to do, so I just I let some magic out. And I think I I hurt some of them.
2: What magic did you let out, sweetie? It was
1: just, I was just frustrated, and it was like that time at home when I, when I knocked down the, the beams of that barn, and it didn't look like anything. I just, pro, I don't know, projected. I think I heard some of them, and I don't know if they're mad at me. I don't know if they're friends. I don't know if they're dangerous, but nobody was here. Nobody was here.
2: Yeah, that's that's really hard. Um, I'm sorry that you got left like that. We really didn't mean to do that, and if I had known, I would have stayed here. Um, but like those ravens aren't real, right? Like, like, they're magical creatures, so even if you hurt them, they'll they'll mend more easily than flesh and bone, you know?
1: I don't know what they are. You're supposed to know this stuff. I'm just...
2: Our best guess is they're magical creatures. Did the white raven say anything to you, or did it just look at you?
1: I just looked at me.
2: Okay. That's a lot. I'm sorry you had to deal with that alone. We should have been here.
1: She's had her phone. She's playing some match three game, you know, and just puts her headphones back in.
2: I'm just going to sit here so you know I'm here. You don't have to talk to me. I'm going to look at my phone too, but I'm here. Scrolling through my phone.
1: Uh, I kind of want to see if this works. Um, let's just say we're in a mundane scene. So what, okay. whatever aspect you might be in, I think you're probably mother... Yeah. Um, Raven is upset as the conflict. Uh, What is the. I think befriend is a mercy roll.
2: Yeah. Sounds right. It's yet another eight what a great night for eights (laughs)
1: um i think she's still annoyed and probably hurt but after a while um she wants to play mario kart with you
2: yeah it's because i find like a really good video on my phone (laughs) of like a dog that sounds like it's singing um you know a christmas carol like one of those cookies. yeah and so like i show it to her and in spite of herself, even though it's totally lame and totally like something your lame older sister would show you. I mean, it's a dog singing a Christmas carol. It's pretty cool. <laughs> very adorable.
1: So that snaps her out of it for the moment, but she's, mm. she's hurt uh, by all of this. And, you know,
2: yeah, we can go play Mario Kart, Raven. Mario That'd be great. Kart. Yeah. Okay. be
1: right, great. So the, uh, uh, Gwen, the statue of Michael, is now lumbering into the house, <laughs> um, looking around. Scratches his neck. What else is going on?
2: I, uh, as, as, uh, uh, Raven and I come downstairs to go into the main room to play Mario Kart. I'm like, see, that's Gwen. That's our statue friend.
1: She kind of does like a, (laughs) (laughs) oh, where's the cat? Um, the cat belongs to Mel. So I'm going to say she's with Mel. Okay. So you don't see the cat.
2: Makes sense.
1: Take Max's character away from her. <laughs> uh, so what about uh, Cave and Albert, what are you doing now? We're in a mundane scene. You just got back. Um, I don't know if you've heard about what happened while you were gone, but the kitchen is still trashed.
2: Because someone was supposed to clean it.
3: Oh, you're on mute. I'm going to start cleaning up the kitchen then. Mm-hmm. Actually, I go upstairs real quick, I take a quick shower, I get into some sweats and a t-shirt, and then I go downstairs and I clean the kitchen. It's been a couple of days since I've showered, and I've been through hell, and I'm just going to do that for myself.
0: Albert um, has taken pictures of the webbing and the strings and the twine that he set up inside of the container. And he's now reconstructing it up in his bedroom and, uh, he takes a few steps back seeing it all. And he whispers to himself, of course I miscalculated. And, uh, we'll leave it at that for him for the moment. All
1: right. So, um, there is a knock on the door the next morning, which is unusual. Usually people just walk in. I wonder where the reception is. But whoever is... I'll uh, go to the door. <laughs> okay. You see, it's Joseph. Um, <clears throat> and he, uh, he says immediately that we have a serious problem.
3: Mm. Come in. Mm.
1: He comes in, he still has his leather-bound Bible with him. He looks like he's been through hell. Uh, Not wounded, but weak, and um, he's expended a lot of energy.
3: It's been a rough time. We were in New Orleans yesterday, or day before yesterday, or yesterday. The seven are gone. I know. We all
1: felt their loss. Uh,
3: You've been seeing ravens around here? Apparently they've been all over the place, according to Raven.
2: We were not here to see it, but she said that she was surrounded by them and thinks she may have hurt some.
1: They swarmed the the station, or hearth. Their presence broke down our warts and our barriers. Myself and Alicia were the only survivors.
2: Oh, no.
3: We lost everybody. We almost lost an entire city, including our lives. We were there with the seven. We just barely managed to survive ourselves. Albert's still nursing some broken ribs. Before um,
2: anybody can come, go ahead.
1: We lost everybody. My whole coven is dead. They were ripped apart by witches. They stormed into our heart. They broke through our wards and our barriers. They ripped us all apart. I'm the only survivor.
3: I start breaking down and crying. I am so sorry. These ravens are after everything to destroy everything. Do you understand? It's the end times if we don't do anything, and we've been dealing dealing with these idiotic petty, petty squabbles amongst ourselves while we're while this is happening. So, you could either lick your wounds, keep on crying, or you can join us, and we can fix this. And you can make the death of your friends mean something instead of absolutely nothing.
2: Um, Abigail, before anybody can contradict her, says we have a lot of spare rooms. You and Alicia can stay here. There'll be safety in numbers.
1: He looks back and you see the kind of older hag that you've seen before a number of times come out of the old beat-up Toyota. Thank you.
3: you Do you need anything to eat? Here, I'll make some tea.
2: I'll go get a couple of rooms cleaned out for you. Hey, Raven, help me do this.
1: She's in a state of shock, but then after a beat, goes with you. Dutifully.
3: Well, that is horrific. And I am so very sorry. I never wished any harm to you and yours. Why didn't they come here? We were in New Orleans. They're trying to take down resistance? It is a single witch. She is trying to perform a ritual to bring to bring forth
0: the war crow. My mother. You mean Albert yes. chimes in from a balcony and walks in and joins the others. It's
3: they systematically took you out. They systematically took out the seven. And I think they came after us, but we weren't around. I was around. The, the girl Raven is. Says. Uh, one of ours has disappeared. I don't know where she is.
1: He opens his Bible, begins praying.
0: Joseph, you stood with us when I needed your support. We'll stand with you. Are we agreed that this coven, this hearth, is still the sanctuary that it's meant to be for all witches who seek it?
1: Thank you.
3: I put down some some tea. and There's some honey and sugar and milk. And then there's some cookies that I brought out as well.
0: There's Something I've been puzzling for quite a while during our trip, somewhere in between the Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande and the jazz music, everything came clear. My mother always wanted a world better for witches, and only witches. Something happened to her. Right after I was born, she became... Bitter, militant, as if the world owed her something. I'm beginning to understand, but I need some time to piece it together. We I think there's a way- officially say
1: it, but this is a, weeding, a meeting, so if you need narrative control or introduce truths, you may.
0: I'm gonna introduce the truth that, um, now that albert's had a a near-death experience basically he's had a chance to reformat a lot of his views and he now um understands that on the in the veil on the other side he's always felt the presence of another soul almost as if a part of him is over there he's now realizing that that is his sister a twin sister he shared the womb with the prophecy was always that His mother would give birth to a very powerful daughter that would take her place and change the world to be better for witches, but she never had a daughter. She had me. That spirit, that daughter that was supposed to come, gave her life for mine. And she's never forgiven me for it. She either has decided to stop practicing the tradition of the spider grandmother to see the future, or she's lost connection to it because she blames the future for not playing out the way she wanted. But I have to... I have to be honest. I I can't see how she could be so blind. Her actions that day, her whole plan, her wanting to destroy the world in this way is, is coming from anger it's from frustration she is not reading the veil she's not seeing the future she's not taking into account any of her actions she's blind because if I could see the consequences of her actions then why, why couldn't she unless she was already cut off long ago from her own anger Her own resentment. She hates herself. She hates the future. She hates just to hate. I don't know how to fight something like that.
3: Hate will take you over. It'll kill everything good and pure within you. Make you make choices straight for it. I don't know if there's any curing of this disease, my friend, but
0: it explains why she will continue to do what she does. She literally is no longer connected to the spider grandmother. She doesn't know that what she's doing now will bring the end of which kind. She doesn't see how we will become hunted if her plan goes through. There has to be a way to to make her see. Maybe
3: we need to talk to Spider-Grandmother and see if she can talk some sense into her.
0: Or I give my place for my sister. Do you think your sister will just simply bolster your mother? After all,
3: it was her intent to... uh, follow in our footsteps, so to speak.
0: I don't know. I'm just realizing these pieces myself.
1: Uh, the Joseph looks up and says, The heart of a person plans their way, but the Lord establishes their steps.
2: Exactly. The Proverbs
1: tells us, No plan can suffer in the fate of God. God's plan is the only plan, no matter how many schemes you may put forward.
2: Uh, Your rooms are ready.
1: Thank you.
3: You are all very kind. I I never not loved you. You're a kindred spirit, both of you. I know I'm sorry we came into conflict, and I'm sorry these things were bitter in the past. And I cannot tell you how, how, how broken my heart is for your loss. And I am so very sorry. And please know that if I could have given myself and their names, I would have.
1: I believe you. I'm glad that you had her to protect your hearth for a time.
3: Something went wrong. Joseph. Albert was supposed to be here.
0: I'm if sorry. my if my coming into being caused this, am I responsible for Armageddon?
3: No, no one, no one asked to be here.
2: I know a lot about being born into a life you don't particularly want. It's not your fault, and it's not nothing that results from it is your fault, Albert. Don't try to take the weight of the world on your shoulders because it feels better to pity yourself and to hate yourself than it does to actually grapple with the fact that you're alive. You don't truth. know what's going to happen if you give up your place in the afterlife or whatever.
3: You truth do the truth of the thing is, is that this would have already happened if it wasn't for you, Albert.
2: Yeah. You do know what can happen if you stay here. I mean, you don't know exactly what will but you know what can you know who you are you know what you're capable of you know who we are you know what we're capable of you know and we have a giant statue
1: armageddon is god's plan what is happening here does not belong to god i must get my rest thank you lisa he takes her and they go off to the rooms that you've prepared for them
2: Have a good night. Let us know what we can can make for you for breakfast.
3: (laughs) Pop-tarts. Damn it, I gotta go shopping.
0: (laughs) I downloaded a program on my phone where you can request for food to be delivered and somebody will kindly fetch it and drive it to our place and deliver it. Afterwards, we would rate their service and provide them with the gratuity based i run i run to him i grab him by the
3: shoulders and i go my god you've grown so much i'm so proud and i give him a big
0: also i i require a a credit card i i can't beat the 51st level of this game and i require four hammers for it to even be possible
3: okay so that's called pay to win and pay to win is wrong Don't do that. Yeah.
0: No, it's it's only this one time. I just need the four hammers uh-huh. to beat this this level. And no, you're no. Afterwards, I can.
3: No, no. I'm gonna yeah. email you an article on microtransactions. Hold on. Um.
2: Yeah. No. You, no. Just go look for like a strategy guide on YouTube or something to figure it out. Don't ever give them money. Um. Listen. Make a grocery list. I need to go see Megan anyway, and I'll pick up some groceries and bring them back home so we don't have to send some poor Amazon Fresh driver out in the middle of the night. Alex, Actually, I, don't know, I don't know what time of day it is. Albert,
0: lo- Albert looks down at his smartphone and says, this infernal thing brings nothing but horror. And then he puts it back into his pocket.
2: Hey, Albert, are you on Tinder? Shh.
0: Don't tell him uh, about he Tinder. He blushes a little I I had thought it was, in, in my quest to procure building material and firewood, I saw a program called Tinder and uh-huh. assumed it had something to do with that. Yeah. I was very, very wrong. Well, I wish you all the
2: luck in the world, pal. I'm going to go get those groceries.
1: Okay. Uh, why don't we go move into some montages then? I think so. Uh, Abigail's got some unfinished business, and uh, we can kind of close the session a bit early, which is Okay. It's kind of a very busy, full session, so that's all right with me. Um, so, how do you want to? How do you want to close it? Who wants to take it first?
3: Just the montage of me is me basically uh, cleaning that kitchen.
1: Broken uh, tile, broken pillar.
3: Yeah, but you see him sort of like very lovingly just sort of reassembling things. Um. And the, the the whole thing is it's it's the, the emo there's our particular emotions that come out every time he picks something up to put it in its right place. So you just see a lot of thoughtfulness, and then there's some uh, callbacks to past. You know, with the first time I met Albert, you know, uh, the 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 first time we ever had uh, somebody show up here actually looking for hospice um, and help. You know, uh, I I. I I look at a spice rack and um, the, I look at the the spices and how we meet, made cinnamon cookies and did it together as a group. Um, sort of just like a, a, a chain of images that sort of connect all of the individual members of the house um, into activities in this kitchen and how this kitchen has almost become, I mean, nobody works in the office or in the rooms. Nobody really hangs out in the living room that much. This kitchen seems to be the center of this heart which is why he's so intent on making sure that it's back to some kind of working
1: form. What about Albert? I do want to wrap with him.
0: Um, Albert is in his room. He's reconstructing his web thing and he traces one line all the way back to um, a corner wall and he sticks a tag onto it like he's done so many times before. But this time, um, it's one string with two tags, one with the name Albert and one with the name Alice. And he begins the work of reconstructing the entire timeline, having this missing part of the equation intact.
1: All right, Abigail?
2: Abigail goes and I mean, it's probably like a 10 minute scene where she buys groceries to get in all all the product placement for this episode. Um, she brings the groceries out, out to the car and then she goes over to Megan's house and Megan's apartment building is just like decimated. Like it's clear that the Ravens have been here, that they were looking for Raven, that something was happening here. Um, and and abigail like whatever was here is gone and abigail like rushes in and it's particularly bad in megan's apartment because that's where raven was staying um there's feathers everywhere and it's not immediately clear that megan's here although her car is but uh abigail runs to the, the the back bedroom and sees the closet door shut tight and she opens it and megan or yeah megan is like huddled there um. very frightened, very scared, and just, like, steps up and goes into a hug, uh, gives Abigail a hug because she's so happy to see her, uh, clearly traumatized. Um, and so Abigail makes a split-second decision and gets her in the car and drives her out to the hearth. As, so this is Megan. I think it would be best if she stayed here for a little bit.
0: Welcome home.
1: My fucking god! I thought you were going to kill her.
3: No. Hi, Megan. Welcome. Make
1: yourself at home.
2: Well, you know we gotta gotta give Megan a little chance to shine. So.
1: <laughs> no. Narrative control, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay. So we have a few new members of the hearth coming home. Um, news from New Orleans is not good. Some freak earthquake hit. Lots of injuries. Nobody was killed. They never found bodies. Maybe there's hope.
3: If there ain't no hope, what are we doing?
1: (laughs) All right. I think we will go ahead and stop there. Um, This has been our episode. I'm just looking at my notes. Um we will be back in. Oh, I forgot to look at the calendar. Two weeks. When is two weeks? We're already in August, people. Can you believe that?
3: Yeah, I know. Uh,
1: so, so that, that would will be, be August s- 17th. 17th, yeah. Uh, we will be here at happyjacks.org. Um, check us out, slash, Great American Witch, and the other shows are on slash shows. Remember that the Kickstarter is happening on August 10th, so I hope to see you there. Um, try not to blow my horn too much about that, but I'm very excited about it. I'm extremely excited about the way the game turned out. I'm also very excited about uh, Minerva Fox, who's working on the cover. And I got an email earlier during this uh, show that she has another thing for me to look at, and I have been dying to look at it. So that may have contributed to our shorter episode.
3: Saturday night, Minerva Puja... Yeah. Mike James from the con, my wife, and and Eli actually got together on Zoom and just got drunk together and just started shooting the shit. It was actually pretty great. It was just like a little cocktail party on Zoom, which was great. That sounds fun. Um,
1: So, yeah, I mean, that's it, basically. So we will see you uh, coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, Any other announcements from you all? I think uh, some of you have been busy.
3: Somebody, we, we did Murmurs in the Abyss. We restarted our Cthulhu game that is running. Oh, good. Along good with good. Kimmy and K'dave, uh and Pooja as well. Um, we're, we took a, a hiatus there for a while, but now we're back in the swing. We are uh, dealing with Tesla and Einstein and uh, the end of the world. So uh, it, it, it's pretty fun. It, it, it ran uh, on Sunday yesterday, and it'll be back up in a couple of weeks. Uh, I highly recommend going back and checking that out. It's actually a pretty... Dark, Sinister, Cthulhu fun ride. Awesome. And Strategicon's coming back? StrategicCon's coming back with another virtual convention uh, in September for uh, Gateway uh, 2020. If anybody's interested in participating in playing or running any events, uh, simply enter them as normal as you would into our Strategicon.net system. And we welcome you to join us on our Discord channel when we hold our convention over the holiday weekend.
1: Awesome. Anything from Emily? I know you're working on some stuff.
2: Hey, uh, I am in this game every other Monday night, and I am in a Savage Worlds game called Pembroke here on Happy Jacks on Wednesday nights. The tones of these two games could not be more different. Um, this is sort of slow and quiet and serious, and like somehow I've become the comic relief caricature. <laughs> um, and uh, the Pembroke game is very wild and weird and goofy. Um, and I'm playing a mean girl there, which is a thing that comes surprisingly naturally to me, and I maybe need to think about that. Um, <laughs> you can also uh, check me out on Twitter at twitter.com/moebdw. And my uh, scripted fiction podcast Arden, A R D E N, is just about done with the first half of its second season. Our mid-season finale airs next Monday, and what I think is the best episode we've done to date dropped today. So if you're curious about that, check us out on all major podcast platforms.
0: joe do you have anything going on um hey everybody i i am here on monday nights for great american witch every other monday um i'm also in lighthearted which is the monday night where we're not doing great american witch again also very different tone and feel and theme there i play zachary um rebel young Billy Idol, um, just was ADD before ADD was discovered. And, um, it's a, it's a very, it's a very fun time. It's very eighties. It's very loud. It's, uh, um, and it's a nice way for me to shed off some of the Albert that I put on. Um, so, um, if you guys enjoy, um, my kind of storytelling fun, uh, you know, and you can find me there at Lighthearted or every other week here at Great American Witch, which I also am absolutely Who's
3: running Lighthearted? Kurt Potts. That's his Kurt original Potts.
1: game. Yeah. The so you're Aussie. yet again
0: you're
3: playing with the GM of the game that is, happens to be the game designer of the game that's being run.
0: You yes. lucky duck.
3: Yes. <laughs> and that game is great. It's really Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah very, I'll throw a he's great, too. Game. yeah Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw in a little bit of a Marvel Easter egg ending for Albert for today's session. Um, he uh, he uninstalls the, the game because he's looked into every possible timeline in which it's possible to win the game without buying the power-ups and found zero. There's zero, absolutely no way at all in any timeline Um, to win the game without buying anything. and
3: Hilarious. He uninstalls the the game. Oh, man.
2: Abigail wandering through the background is like, just cheat, dude. Oh,
1: man. I love it. Okay. Well, uh, thank you all. We will see you soon. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Looking forward to the next one. Hopefully we can avert Armageddon. Yeah. Well, always fun,
3: guys. Thank you so much. Thank
2: you.
0: Have a good night, everyone.